What's up, everybody? Live from Long Island, it's another episode of Orange and Blue Thing. That's Darren Meenan. What up? I am Brian Ernie. Welcome to now three weeks away from opening day 2018. How pumped are you? Very, very pumped. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm so excited. I can't wait to be at City Field. Obviously, we were digging out this morning. Uh, but, uh, what, what's, what year was that when it actually snowed at opening day? It was 2014 or 14. 14 or yeah, yeah, one of those. And it actually snowed out here. Yeah. And then by the time the game started, it was nice that and was sunny. terrible. At City Field. It was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, did you dig out this morning, last night? What'd last you night. And it, you have a snow pl- I uh, do. A I snow do. blower? A, sn- a snow blower. So it's a little easier I, on your end. I was thinking about it while I was snow blowing last night. And I'm like, and I know you don't, so don't take this person. Like, okay. uh, if you don't have a snowblower at this point, <laughs> you're just a chump, man. Yeah. It's like the I best the 500 bucks. Nah, man. This It's like last night, that stuff was heavy. Can you actually, I was going to ask that. Can yeah, you snowblow cool. the heavy it stuff? It was cool. Yeah, it was good, man. It worked really, really well. And I, thank God I did it. I tried to do it by hand. I tried to man I up did. and do it. I did. Well, For yeah. those of you around the world that don't get snow, uh, the heavy stuff, when it rains prior, it's super heavy. It's right. hard on the back. But, yeah, it was uh, no bueno. Anyway, cheers, dude. Yes, indeed. Cheers to another week. 21 days. Till opening day. Cheers, Lizzie. Cheers, Lizzie. Lizzie sporting a, a custom glass. She from is our girl Mish that looks quite good over there. She's got a drinking a fancy ass beer and out of a fancy. I heard a weird glass. voice earlier. No one comes here besides you and the mailman, pretty mm-hmm. much. And I hear I hear the the front door like someone's knocking, and then I was like, oh, it sounds like a girl's voice. Lizzie must have company, you know. Uh, and it was Mish dropping off a nice new yeah. custom glass. That's pretty cool. Oh, your mic's not on. I'll get you get to that in a second. But yeah, so anyway, uh, last night I thought my roof was going to fall off. Why? What happened? Because of the, you know, when it's super wet snow like that, yeah. everything that was falling off the trees was banging. It sounded like uh, like Santa was yeah, coming. Yeah, like there was yeah. reindeer on my roof. Yeah. I had to go out there with the flashlight, make sure nothing was nothing right. weird was happening. But you know, luckily we got out unscathed. Our buddy Shoe didn't as, didn't though. Do you see his photo? I saw the car. The tree fell yeah. on Shoe's car. Yeah, so that's tough, man. Yeah, very very tough. Uh, last weekend. We were supposed to do the polar bear plunge. It got canceled. Did it? Which is kind of like ridiculous. It's supposed to be cold and crazy. Right. Like Long Beach, I've never heard of the Long Beach Polar Bear Club on uh, football Sunday, on Super Bowl Sunday, ever to be canceled because of like the undertow or whatever. There's got to be like Yeah, all that crazy snow, not crazy uh, wind and rain on Friday. Yeah. So I got an email Saturday morning saying that there was like an undertow. It's a bay. I don't know how there's an undertow. but. Right. The FDNY, not the FDNY, the local firemen shut it down. So this has got to be like a money still goes to the great cause, but yeah, you know good. the people who offered to jump in and, and yeah, you, you didn't know, get the rush, didn't actually you get, the, get to yeah. go in. But I was hoping that it was going to be cold and gross. So like last Friday we were here and, and Liz is like, "Oh, aren't you happy it's t- tomorrow, not today?" I was like, "Hell no! Like I want it to be wild. I want to go in there, wind and rain and, and uh, snow." That'd and been interesting. Yeah, that's cool. It would have been a good time. Uh, what'd you do last weekend? I was drinking, man. I was at a local brewery. Uh, well, you had the the rare dad day drinking day. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah, with with my dad, my father in law, my brother in law, and my uncle, and we went uh, to we can we can shout them out by name, Great South Bay Brewery, yeah, hell yeah. which is yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, I love that place. Really cool setup. Saw some Mets fans. So that was kind of cool. And uh, signing autographs or anything? No, 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 kissing no, no, babies? No, no. But a lot of people <laughs> like, yeah, how do you how do you uh, how do you buy tickets for the Yankees game? Like, go on right go. now. Well, no, oh yeah, they it were was, sold out by then. But no, I think it was. Was it? Yeah. It, right it was away? actually a quick sell out. Wow. So uh, shout out to all you Mets fans last week that purchased our Subway Series tickets. There you go. We're now sold out until July. That's awesome. Uh, a couple games left on the schedule, like 10 tickets left to one of the games. But we're pretty much sold out till July. Uh, we'll get to a little bit about that later Yeah, but on, it was but... fun, man. We had a good time. You know, three hours. That's all you need. Got a little shine on. and uh, Yeah, you know, it was good. That's cool. You it's take good. an Uber? 
No, no, my brother-in-law drove because nice. he's got he's got he's got little ones on the way. So and only like uh, three weeks away, so he's got to stay sharp, you know, because you never know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, oh, just in case, you, you got to be prepped. You got to, you got to, absolutely. Uh, so we are going to get to some Mets topics here. Obviously, this is uh, somewhat of a Mets show, right? Uh, Orange and blue thing. You know, we do what we do. But if you want to call, do we have someone on the line? We do. Uh, we'll get to Eli in a second. So Eli, sit tight. Um, do share the show if you're watching us on Facebook. We appreciate your live views. We will pick someone towards the end of the program to win a free gift card for the Semline website. You go there and pick up anything you want. Um, do we want to go to Eli now? Yeah, let's go to Eli. Yeah, now. let's go to Eli. Eli's coming. What's up, Eli? What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? What's happening? How you doing, guys? Hey, Brian. Yes. You got to get your dance on during What's in the Box, <laughs> first right. of all. All right, all right, all right. That's, that is imperative at this point. It's already <laughs> I, gone on long enough. I did not, I did not pay Eli to say that. Yes, Brian. exactly. <laughs> What's on your mind, Eli? <laughs> hey, um, at what point do we give up on Stephen Matz? I mean, what's going on with him? He can't get out of the first inning all of a sudden? And don't get me wrong, I love him. But I know that's why you got Vargas as the uh, insurance. But what point do you give up? I mean, like, uh, it's getting scary. Not you know? not at this point. Not in, not in yeah. practice. Not yeah, in spring yeah, yeah, training. Yeah, yeah. The guy's coming back from injury. He had two rough outings so far. Uh, I think it's a little bit too early to say give up. I, I saw Tacoma the other day put something up that uh, some some fans are already calling for him to be DFA. I mean, it's way too early to you know it's it, it is three weeks from opening day, but I think it's way too early to say let's give up on a guy who had such high hopes. Yeah, especially. No, be- I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you. Especially because he's on under team control for so long. I mean, the guy has great stuff. This is going to be a guy who's not going to hit free agency to 2022. And Eli, thanks for calling. Uh, you know, I, look, this is we're going to get to the competition a little bit later on. But you don't give up on guys. You don't give up assets for nothing. Uh, even if it was a move to the bullpen to straighten him out and maybe Steven Matz is the second lefty, I don't necessarily think that's the right way to go at this point. But... I, it's definitely but not giving up But this is Mets fandom in a nutshell. It Our is, first call of the day. It is. Three weeks from opening day. When are we going to give up on Mats? I mean... Uh... Well, I think it's important to talk. I mean, about... you got to you got to have it in the back of your head, like you know, uh, you know, how many chances has Montero had? Right, you know but what Montero, I mean? like... Montero's been bad consistently in the regular season. You know, you have to start to think at what point do results matter, and what point do they? not matter in spring training that you're at the point in the you know in the preseason where okay you're getting looks at guys right Kevin Ploiecki looks great Brandon Nimmo looks amazing uh Zach Wheeler looks really good but at what point do we say okay good and that's going to translate to the regular season You, you just don't know look I know Harvey looks good and and Wheeler looks good and Matt's looks bad but on April 4th if one of those guys goes out and has a good game or a bad game, you're never going to remember what they did on March 8th. So it's I mean, if, they don't get out of fir- a- if they don't get out of the first inning, we will. But no, you're right. But I that's mean, what I'm saying. Well, all I'm saying is, is that it's, a, it's not necessarily a precursor to anything. It's not a future predictor. And it's a paradox. Like, you have these competitions going on, but at what point is it actually a competition versus, like, what's all kind of a, an illusion at this point in the, in the preseason. So it's a difficult question to answer, but you certainly shouldn't be giving up on lefties that throw 97. Anybody. You don't yeah. give up on anyone yeah, 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 in spring sure. training. You know what I mean? It's way, way, way too early to predict that. Uh, before we move on, though, is it cheesy to wear this shirt right now? I don't think so. For those listening afterwards, I just broke out the fresh orange and blue thing T-shirt. Uh, is it like wearing – like, if I was in Metallica and right. I wear a Metallica T-shirt, uh, is that weird? Isn't that weird, Well, right? if you were in Metallica, we would have we be having, sitting here. 
here. Yeah, yeah different <laughs> conversation right now. But no, I think it's okay. I think I it's, just uh, make sure it's you like think it's, a, right. it's like in wrestling. Like Kurt Hawkins wears his own shirt. You know, Seth Rollins wears his own shirt. But that's more. Is that more of like the entertain? Uh, we're, I, we're we not- are. Look at how good the shirt looks, people. <laughs> and now go buy it. <laughs> All right. So there is a little stat here I want to pull up from yesterday's broadcast because uh, you actually pointed out something to me. But uh, Tacomo wrote on Twitter a little while ago that uh, SNY yesterday's Mets. Yankees, I guess you don't call it the Subway Series, game was the most watched Grapefruit League contest in the network's 13-year history, and SNY has broadcast 143 preseason games over that span. I, but you, you brought up that uh, the Yankees weren't broadcasting yesterday. Right, right. So I guess they got a little overflow from Yankees fans that were watching only on the one network. So I guess that if the numbers were cut in half, how would the ratings do? Who knows? But either way, that's cool. Um, it's great. And I, you know what? I'm sure the snow helped. People yeah. were home. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had work, you know, that sucks if you had to you know still get to work but a lot of people were home watching this game yeah i think i think basically it's a big runoff of yankees fans you know because saturday is the same situation just in reverse they're in tampa the mets will take a, a some kind of squad down there i don't know who will make be making the trip uh across the coast on the west coast of tampa so it's on yes it won't be on SNY. so yeah i'll throw on the yes network on saturday but i think probably a lot of people were doing that yesterday there's obviously a huge appetite for anything Yankees right now in just the regular media zeitgeist because you you know there's obviously some of these guys weren't there, but you have the the superstar outfield, obviously a great young up and coming catcher. Uh you have some intriguing prospects like Miguel Andujar was uh was at the uh game the other day, so and played pretty much the entire game. So it's interesting. I think it's great for advertising for SMY, but as far as right now, um, I look at there's it's obvious that baseball is is very hot in New York right now. Uh, yeah, I mean not, not to just talk about the Yankees, but did you see um, Judge says he doesn't want to participate in the home run derby anymore? Yeah, good, you know. So someone was saying, you know, it, it's kind of tough. Like that's supposed to be the premier, uh, not yeah. the premier. It's not the World Series, but it's like the big event of yeah. the mid season to show off the sport, and if you don't have one of the stars participating in this, then is it really a home run derby? I, yeah. You're not I, seeing the best guys. I see You can't his, make him do it, right. obviously. but Right. I see his side of it. Uh, you know, he's already done. There's nowhere to go but down for him. I mean, that was a show he put on. But at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, you want, like you said, you want the best home run hitters in the home run derby. So for fans, it'll stink, but for Judge, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And just to pr- bring up something else that actually happened yesterday, Tacoma as well, been doing a great job down yeah, he's there. Been doing well, huh? He's been doing great. And I actually gave him a little tip of the cap because we're going to get to something else. But uh, later on, even after I called him skinny last week, he's been doing a great job down there. So shout out to Tacoma. But yesesterday, shout out to the Mets and uh, make a wish. Yep. Uh, Joshua Cohen, a teenager who was battling cancer, he's a cancer survivor from New Jersey. He came down and his, his wish to make a wish was to be seen by some scouts. Mm-hmm. So we got to throw a bullpen before the game and uh, Yankee scouts were there, Mets scouts were there. Frank awesome. Viola was giving him some pointers. Yeah, Sandy was there. Yeah, everyone was there so uh shout out to uh to joshua cohen yeah that's awesome and make a wish foundation and make a wish yeah who, who just who are incredible and nationwide do an amazing 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 job i i couldn't say any more that is just to sing their praises they're fantastic and the mets the yankees everyone involved yeah definitely awesome awesome job so uh i noticed something today mm-hmm. that i didn't know was a thing yes uh yesterday i coincidentally posted that we're going to start making 
Mrs. Met is my homegirl shirts, mm-hmm. and today is International Women's Day. It is. Can you tell the people at home what that means? I would love Because I have no idea I until today. To. I thought it was like a made-up thing, like the National Pizza no, Day, but it's no, a real thing. It's, it's like steeped in, in a very large uh, portion of history here. And so. ju- just say, I, I'm not uh, uh, making light of this day. I no. think it's a very important day, but I don't want to compare a day like this to pizza, but here you go. No, because <laughs> the knee-jerk reaction is, right, you hear of all of these days. It's Every na- day there's something national new. National Dog Hug Day or whatever. National but, Selfie but Day. But International Women's Day goes back to like the turn of the 20th century it's 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 pretty uh it's pretty historic i you know i just doing on the quick research because i knew we were going to talk about it i wanted to make sure that i that I have my facts straight it dates back to uh women's suffrage movement back in you know early 1900s in uh in the united states there it's that it has ties to soviet russia you know a women's movement there um germany it, this has been something that is celebrated around the world and has been for a long time. It's actually a national holiday in, in a in a bunch of countries. They get the day off? I think so, yeah. And it's actually customary to give gifts, so you should go pick Kelly something up on, on the way home. You know, a little, I uh, did, actually. There you go. Uh, not, so, not related to this, but Kelly wanted to go to the Disney thing the day after the Nationals outing, uh-huh. and she's been hounding me about it. So, Kel, if you're watching this, I bought the ticket. There you go. So, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, I, and the U.S. Disney, like, I need more Disney in my life. Hey, let's not. We're, we'll have that discussion <laughs> offline. You need to be nicer to Disney. They're going to rule the world soon. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's the U.N. kind of adopted it as a, as a U.N. holiday in the, in the mid-70s. 70s and since then have been celebrating it internationally uh as a collective unit and since i think the 90s it's had themes obviously this one is so topical and so poignant based on the movements that have gone on uh the last six months or so with me too and and time's up and I think it's fantastic. So it's it happens to be a nice marketing segue here for what you have and up on the screen. Honestly, it's not planned. I mean, some of no. this stuff just happens. But, but at the same time, I think as as supporters of of, uh, of this movement that's going on, I, I I'll speak for myself. I certainly am, and it's it's been amazing to see. Uh, I think this is a it's a great day to acknowledge it. So. Well, yeah, so if you're not watching live, we are going to make the Mrs. Met is My Homegirl shirts. Uh, we, they're, they're printed already. We're just waiting for the right time to release them. They will be available at the ballpark on opening day as a T-shirt. It's not really right for us to release a tank top yet in early April at the ballpark. Obviously, space is, space is a little bit limited in the kiosk. So uh, I put up a video yesterday. Obviously, I, I probably can't play it on the show. It's girls just want to have fun. But I'm really excited about it. And I really think that we might be the only ones that are making a Mrs. Met uh, think, t-shirt. I, I, don't, I haven't so. seen any yet. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. It yeah. looks very similar to the Mr. Mets, my homeboy. So same style, same just mascot face with the text underneath. So yeah, yeah. if you're interested, go to the com, pick one up once they're available. I think that's a tattoo right there. Mrs. Mets, my homegirl. Yeah, like, you're going to get that? I don't know. That'd man. be pretty cool. I'd have to. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I got I, some ideas. I haven't had a tattoo in a while. We, ha- we have to, I think we have to go together. We both get emails so much, you know, hit, hit up on Twitter, whatever, yeah. Instagram. Where should I go? And, you know, it. I, I, we've talked about this. I think last year we did like a tattoo segment on one mm. of the shows, but never go to someone that's sitting around without a waiting list. Right. If they're just sitting there waiting for someone to walk in, they might be great. They might be getting their foot they in the door. Be. They might be awesome, but I would probably trust someone that has a, a, a waiting list. Yeah, artists you know, artists you who's done your friend you know yeah yeah you always want to go to someone who does your friends (laughs) uh anyway 631-388-5195 is the number to call if you want to chime in about this or that we would love to hear from you and also share the show if you're listening or watching right now on facebook if you're listening afterwards soundcloud itunes stitcher google play tune in all that good stuff we appreciate it maybe leave a rating subscribe do all that good stuff The, the shows usually go up 
either late Thursday night or early Friday morning, thanks to our buddy Keith Blacknick, speaking, works behind the scenes. Speaking of going up, you have a big sale going up tomorrow. We do. Yeah. We usually save the ticket shilling for the end. Yeah. But uh, tomorrow's outing is a big one. And before we get into that, I put up a poll to ask the fans a couple days ago which outing that which ballpark are they most excited to go visit this mm-hmm. year and I kind of knew what the answer was going to be right. I actually didn't choose Fenway because I've been there already mm-hmm. I chose Arizona um, you're not going to these but which one of these would you you've been to Fenway also I've been to Fenway too and I think uh, I think Arizona is like a slam dunk man that's going to be a heck of a trip and obviously when you you guys are going to do the uh, you guys are going to do the pool the night before. That's going to be ridiculous. That is going to be good, and we talked about it. I don't really know how we're going to select the 40, but, Lizzie, if you have a call if you want to take that. Um, yeah, that's going to be a tough one to figure out. Obviously, the close personal you know, friends and family and stuff sure. like that, obviously, you go first, but the, the, they, they consider the, the pool a sweet so that's going to be a little difficult, but we'll, we'll tough, maybe we'll man. we'll give out some tickets, not give out, but give the option to someone to purchase from here. But anyway, but yeah, it's got to be it's going to be cool. You know, anytime you get an opportunity to see those ballparks on a different coast or you know a different part of the country, that's that's ridiculous. You know, we that's have over twelve hundred tickets. That's great uh, for Arizona. So they do go up tomorrow for listening to this on a replay. I like the graphic you did by the way with it with the Arizona with State the flag. flag. Oh, thanks, very man. Cool. I don't know if that was uh, no, like blasphemous thought, or anything. I, no, I thought that was very cool. <laughs> Talking about that, I'll get to that. I'll ask you another question in a second. Brian's my go-to guy if I'm going to do anything somewhat country. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Brian, is this all right? Like, uh, I'm your anyway, PC, I'm your PC. Uh, so uh, the game is uh, Saturday, June 16th at Chase Field. It includes the ticket to the game, the event T-shirt and a special uh, event patch as well. $10 of the 63 is back towards a prepaid concession credit. So go to any of the concessions. And um, it's like pre-buying your, your food or beers or whatever. Uh, tickets go up tomorrow, Friday the 9th at noon on the 7 Just click the top where it says outings or join the 7 Army and uh, come and cheer with us. So I want to ask you a question. Yeah. We are going, the next outing to go up after tomorrow is... Uh, July 4th in Canada. Okay. Is it wrong? Did we talk about this last week? What? Is it wrong to be like overly America on the shirt in Canada for 4th of July? No, I mean, they have Canada Day three days before that. they don't come that. to City Field. Like, if the Expos were still playing or the Blue but Jays are still playing and they brought a group to City Field for Canada Day and they're waving Canada flags and stuff. I mean, that- I think it's a, like... You know, international relations between the U.S. and Canada are pretty strong. I don't think you're gonna. It's not like you know. I I think you're gonna be okay. Really? I so think over so. like the shirt as like I think maybe I did talk about this last week. I'm gonna like rent an eagle. Did I talk about that? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I did? <laughs> Just have it be like the big Uncle like, you know Sam they, poster. No, you know when they have the guy come, they stand there and the eagle flies around, they land back. Did on you the do guy's the shirt arm. yet? No, there's no shirt. Oh, for because it yet. I have a great concept. Now. Really? Yeah. Well, I I want it to be up north on the fourth. Something okay. to do up north that's on the cool. fourth. That's something cool. Like I, that. Hold on. I, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right, cool. So that's the idea, up north on the fourth. Right. We do have another call, and Lizzie's note just says, send love. So I guess I just want to – this guy wants to just tell us how awesome we are. Um, so we got Kevin from New Windsor. What's up, Kev? Hey, Darren. How are you going? We're doing good. Brian's here, too, and so is Lizzie. How are you doing? Hi, Brian. Hi, Lizzie. What's up, Kev? Just want to say uh, I had a great time down in uh, Florida with you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Did you uh, did you partake in any rum buckets? Uh, I took one home just in case. <laughs> That's I awesome. Took one to, three on the fence and took one home. That's awesome. I was actually making rum buckets of my own at home yesterday. I was snowed in with the wife. I decided to make some rum buckets at the house, and actually just one rum bucket. But that was a good time. So, um, you go to any other away games with us this year? Uh, I'm gonna try and make an, uh, at least one more. I'm, I definitely have DC already. Oh, awesome! Did you? Are you gonna take the bus down with us? 
Uh, no, I'm gonna take uh, my. I'm gonna take a camper down like I did last time. No nice. way, that's awesome. Nice. All right, Kev. So uh, thanks for the call. We'll see you down in uh, DC and uh, hopefully somewhere else throughout the season. All right. Tell Poppy we want him back. <laughs> I know, I know. What's up with Poppy? I don't know, man. All right, I Kev, thanks, man. Poppy. All right, I will let him know. See, Poppy, you have it. You have. Does a... he still watch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he just? Oh, I thought maybe he's just over it. No, he's not over it. Poppy, call us now. <laughs> Poppy's, Poppy's watching. Poppy, uh, Poppy was feeling a little under the weather. I oh, think, really? A little bit, but I think, uh, I think he's feeling back on his feet now. So. You know, maybe the coach Pape's <laughs> return. Yeah, so yesterday with the whole rum bucket thing, I, I don't partake in the rum buckets down in spring training. Just too much sugar for my blood, especially in the in the sun and all that. But we uh, were running low on supplies yesterday, so I broke into Amelia's stash of Elmo fruit punches. Nice. Mixed it in with some uh, Captain I, Morgan. It was actually really good. I did see this, and I, and I was like, I feel like this is going to be gross. No, it was, it was it really was good. good. It was actually really, right, really good. Right. Um, anyway, so uh, what, what else we got going on here? What else? Arizona. Arizona. Sketching. Yes. Arizona. (laughs) Arizona. All right. So Arizona, as a matter of fact, is bringing back an amazing, amazing piece of nostalgia. The bullpen cart. Unbelievable. I never thought that these would make a comeback. And, you know, not that we think baseball is dying. Uh, You and I are going to be just as glued to it if the games are 10 hours long. Maybe not 10 hours. But, you know, the game is somewhat different than it was when we were kids some people take it a little bit too serious we think that there should be more fun in the game and this obviously is something that does bring a little bit more excitement and don't get us wrong the the Mets aren't bringing back the bullpen cart the report came out I think it was on what is it two days ago Tuesday or Monday uh Darren Ravel I think he's with ESPN I don't know if he He is ESPN Darren Ravel uh after 20 (laughs) after a 22 year hiatus the bullpen cart is coming back and the D-backs will be the first but the way that it was worded where he wrote the D-backs will be first Uh do you think others are Uh, he says that the way that he wrote it are contemplating it there was no there was no story here there was nothing like to click to read about yeah it was just a photo he he did put up a story later on yeah he did and he said he's one of the last lines were that other teams were contemplating it but I think it's such a slam dunk. I think Tim Riley wrote about it for our blog, and he said, you know, this is supposed to be a family experience, uh, you know, going to a baseball game. Kids obviously are going to love this, you know, and, and watching it kind of trot out. They're going to drive it around the warning track and right in front of the dugout, and then pitchers are going to get out. Um, they Arizona did say they're not going to force their pitchers to use it. It's not going to speed up the game. It's it's just not. Could you picture it being like a, a, a close game seven World Series, yeah. they go to the bullpen, and like maybe it's tradition. You know, some guy would be like, oh, "This is a t- this is a tough spot, a big yeah. big moment." I don't want to take the bullpen card out, yeah. but if he did it all year, do, baseball do, players do, are very do, superstitious. Do. He's gonna have to do it. Yeah, he's gonna have to. I uh, the D backs are making the World Series this year. I don't know. Uh, look, uh, it's interesting because once the bullpen cart kind of went the way of the dinosaur, then it started to give birth to the closer entrance, which was you know running out with the yeah, music, yeah, yeah. Interesting, man, you know, which was stolen from uh, yes, Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner. Yes, he was first. He Yankees was fans. First. He was first. Yo, Yankees, bro. It's that man. Yankees, bro. We can't go back to that. I can't go. I can't do this. I did this for 12. I did this 12 years ago. I can't do this again. Uh, yeah, no, but it's one of those things that it's interesting how the game has sort of evolved in that way. It's been a little more. We'll get into showmanship a little later, and it's become a little bit more showy, right? You know, would Mariano Rivera have had that iconic entrance if he was just like, <laughs> driven out you know in a in a cadillac or something like that i don't know so uh 
it's interesting. I'm curious to see how pitchers will uh, adopt it. And like you said, is there an intimidation factor there or lack thereof? You know, coming out a little buggy, maybe, but uh, it it should be interesting. I think it's awesome. And I think did you fun. see how much the one sold for? Like a couple years ago, yeah, it's like 150 grand. Or Unbelievable. Something. Uh, no, wait, was it 150? The Mets, the Mets one went to auction a couple years, 2015. Uh, 112 thousand okay. dollars. Someone yeah. purchased this one for. That's crazy. How much is a golf cart? Uh, Ten grand. I was gonna say it can't be that much. Six grand, something like that. I don't know. If the Mets want to do this, I'll pay for it. Uh, obviously, <laughs> the um, the sponsorship is going to be way more than the price of the actual golf cart. Yeah. But if that helps them a little bit, I'll buy it tomorrow and drop it off to the hey, ballpark. If, if we go. can actually be a part of it. Yeah. Throw a little seven line decal right on the bottom. No, big one. A big one. <laughs> big one right. <laughs> a a big really, one. really big one. <laughs> a big one right in the front. Maybe logo on the side, something like that. But do you remember this uh, commercial back from 2005? I do. Was it? Yes. All right, so the Mets had a, I don't know if the Mets or who, who came up with this idea, but there was a very cool um, commercial series about the Mets coming back after, a home, uh, after an away stand. Yeah. Do you call it an away stand? Home a road trip. Away, after a road trip, come back to uh, Shea, and uh, this is just one of them. are coming back to town and I'm a moment too soon that was a great marketing campaign it was a, what was the other ones it was uh, like the t-shirt gun the t-shirt launch yeah when they when they uh when he was like shooting whatever. it's like a groundskeeper raking yes, yeah. and he shoots him with the t-shirt giant gun. baseball <laughs> yeah. yeah no that, those were great they were i think for fox sports net new york uh back it was in 2005 so it was the year before sny it's the last year that they those uh, were great their own network they were like fantastic. mr matt pretending he's evil knievel it's it's great man. Uh, amazing but uh, yeah that, it's gonna i think it's gonna be a lot of fun i think it should be uh i hope the mets bring it back man they should do it <laughs> I'm telling you, I'll open the checkbook tomorrow. There you go. Uh, 631-388-5195, number to call if you want to give us a shout. We have a, uh, we have a voicemail, do we not? Oh, uh, we, we do have a voicemail. I probably should have been ready for that. That's okay. But we do have a voicemail right. right here from a guy named Brendan in North Carolina. Hey, guys. This is Brendan from Asheville, North Carolina. Um, just want to talk about Brandon Nimmo for a second. Um, as a Mets fan, I know he's probably going to be batting 380 to 400 by the time Conforto comes back. If Gonzalez doesn't continue to hit, you think Bruce should be at first and Nimmo should be in the outfield. Nice, guys. Let's go Mets. Well, it's funny. 400. Hey, look. He might be getting on base at a 400 clip. I would buy that. Um, look. I've I said this a month and a half ago. The more and more I look at this situation with the Mets leadoff hitter, the more and more I think that Brandon Nimmo is the best fit as a center fielder, even when Michael Conforto comes back, which means that, yeah, Jay Bruce would have to go to first base. Here's the sacrifice you make there. Adrian Gonzalez is a far superior defender, at, even at this age of his career, than anything Jay Bruce is going to give you there. Also, which I found shocking, Jay Bruce has got no first base reps all spring training he said that two days ago and he said i think i could be a, a pretty good first baseman could i be a really good first baseman right now no because i haven't worked out there uh change that change yeah, that yeah, change yeah, that yeah, very yeah. soon because you have a guy in center field who is has an incredible command of the strike zone in brandon nimmo who 
could very easily be your everyday leadoff hitter. If he can play a respectable center field, and he should, he should play a pretty respectable one, then fantastic. Like, you're right there. Juan Ligaris, he hasn't shown you a lot, and that's what I was talking about competition, right? Uh, we haven't seen a lot. We haven't seen a, the new, a lot of the new swing. He's been banged up. He had the tight hamstring. So right now, it looks like Brandon Nimmo has the inside track on that job. If he does, you got to fit pieces in here. You I mean, know, if anyone's hitting 400 in May or whenever Conforto comes back, yeah. obviously they're not going to be put on the bench. They're going to no. find a spot for him. Yeah, Mickey's not going to have a guy sitting, yeah. sitting, uh, keeping the bench warm if if they're producing, especially at a 400 clip. But I doubt that's going to happen. But, I think I think you're. But like you find said, Bruce out. obviously has to get prepped. He's got just it. in He's, case he has to because because Dom Smith is a big question mark. He's not healthy. Uh, Gonzalez is a big question mark. Who knows what's going to happen? We need a guy. We need the third string guy, and that's Bruce. And if Brandon Nimmo is going to be your leadoff hitter, then you, like I said, you don't really have a leadoff hitter. Uh, Tim Fitzpatrick did a great post uh, last week, and he kind of profiled who and kind of handicapped who could be the leadoff hitter. Brandon Nimmo obviously could do it against righties. He's got to improve against lefties to do it every single day. Uh, Asdrubal Cabrera was his was his uh, recommendation because he's obviously a switch hitter and gets on base at a pretty good clip against both sides uh, of the plate. It's that Nimmo one in the middle. It's okay. it's on the first page. Um, but <laughs> you sort of down <laughs> right in the middle. There. <laughs> there you go. There it is. There's the post. We just want to pull it up so you guys could see it on the screen. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think if Nimmo is going to be your leadoff hitter, and I think he's your best option, provided he can do it against lefties, I think he's got to be. And if that's the case, you got to find a spot for Jay Bruce. So you have a month to figure it out, and you have a month to see if Nimmo actually does, you know, produce at that 380, 400 clip, at least from an OBP standpoint. So I don't know if it was last week or the week prior, but you were saying to Mets fans, don't jump quite off the, the, uh, don't quite jump off the Shea Bridge yet because it's early and the Mets are taking a different approach right. approach with injuries. Are you getting a little bit nervous at all about Rosario? A little. A no, little. Okay. The so fact can, you, that can you admit it? The fact that they admitted that it was a concern that he might not be ready for opening day. But, again, a ready for opening day is a different story than, you know, I would much rather him play his first game of the year on April 10th if he's going to stay healthy all year, as opposed to push it for the 29th. Yeah, because what's the difference? You right, know, right, eh, right. okay, so he doesn't get to jog out there and and shake everybody's hands. You know, okay, he'll be one of the reserves. You, what's the difference? Uh, he's so integral to this team's success. Uh, not only from you know him improving from an offensive standpoint, which I wrote a little bit about today, but from shoring up that left side of the infield defense. It's going to be so important for the pitchers. Uh, I think that you need to make sure that this guy plays in 130, 140 games, and the key to that is not rushing him back. Yeah. So we have another caller. Another caller Can on. Can I interrupt for just a second? Sure. Keith sent us sent me a text about a golf cart, <laughs> an electric blue golf cart with custom rims, and today's price is only thirty nine hundred dollars. Oh, That's man. not possible. That's right here. Look right, at that. We'll have to look into it. Hey, Matt, <laughs> if you're listening, I'll buy it. Uh, we got Frank from West Caldwell, New Jersey. What's up, Frank? Hey, Darren, Brian, how are you guys? What's up, Frank? We're doing all right. How you doing? Good, good, thanks. Just uh, calling from uh, snowy northern New Jersey. I heard you guys got crushed. We got like two feet? Yeah, close to it. No way. A lot of people in my area have no power, so luckily we do. Good, good. Yeah, hopefully you Uh, loaded up on the milk and bread. That's it. (laughs) Um, So it was cool in the blizzard yesterday. Um, Our seven-line 
Mets tickets came in the uh, FedEx box yesterday, so that was a, a nice little uh, segue from all the storm. Exactly. But I was curious, guys, um, as in your youth, not that you're old men, but in your youth, did you guys ever collect baseball cards? We, I did. Did you? I actually, I didn't collect that often, but I don't remember what Christmas it was, but my dad had signed up for something, and um, I got like one of those, like a big sleeve of a bunch of different ones from like the whole year. Okay. I don't know if it was Tops or whatever. I don't yeah, even know. Like what, maybe a, it was like, like a, 1989 like or something like that. Like a year set, right. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't really collect besides that. I picked up a, 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 a set, not a set, a package uh-huh. last week when I was at spring training to give Amelia. That's awesome. She has like a little purse. She keeps like random crap in. So I gave her a pack of, uh, of, of fresh baseball cards that's great my uh my dad had a tradition he would always get me a pack of the next year's cards you know like it was 2000 even uh, he did it until uh, i was i don't know 25 years old but uh he would always get me if it was you know the 1995 season coming up he'd always get me a pack of a couple packs of 95 you know the next upcoming season's cards and put them in my stocking so i always knew there'd be baseball cards in my stocking every christmas morning uh and my dad actually started when i was born his plan was to collect i believe it was tops every top set for every year I was alive, the wood you know? one was cool. He yes, yeah, it was very cool. Uh, he didn't, he didn't. I think he abandoned that in like 1990 after I was you know five or six years old. Uh, but yeah, I, I baseball cards are great, and it's I had a whole binder of just Barry Bonds. I put them in my in my yeah. uh, spokes. Did on my you bike. did you actually do that? <laughs> I did. I used to actually really? take the top of. I would do that, and then also take the top of the garbage can, yeah. and tie it to the bars, and just it would just destroy the garbage can. So <laughs> shout out to my I'm, dad. I'm surprised. Sorry. I'm surprised that you were that you <laughs> did that. So well, I'm not big on collecting at all. Anything uh, like yeah, the stuff yeah. that we have here yeah. is cool because a lot yeah. of fans have been helping us uh, spice up. The studio here, but a lot of this stuff wasn't mine up until we started this. You know, people started yeah, mailing us yeah. stuff, but I'm not nostalgic on that way. Like, I don't really save stuff. That's cool. Uh, what about you, Frank? Oh, yeah. How ironic, though, is this? Uh, well, first of all, yeah, I was a big collector through probably college and then just kind of got a little disillusioned at that point um, and then sold everything off. But how ironic is this? And I still remember this as a kid. My first ever baseball card was Topps 1980 Chicago Cubs first baseman Bill Buckner was there my you go. first ever baseball card. Very fitting. Wow. All right, all right, Frank. So new six years later. I know, right? Unbelievable. How about that? So, Frank, the call, uh, Frank, all the best. Hopefully, the snow melts for you before the 29th, and we'll see you at City Field. Bye, All right, sounds good. Can't wait. Later, Frank. It's funny he brings up Buckner. I, I have to tell you this story because it came up. So uh, I'm not I'm not I was telling Lizzie before we went on the air. I'm not making this up hmm. in that you m- told her the story already. Yeah, a little bit that like I'm really not trying to push baseball on my son at all. You know, because I'm a big baseball guy, obviously, uh, you know, eat, sleep, breathe the whole nine yards. But I really don't want to push it because, you know, a kid's his own person. He's obsessed with it. He's 16 <laughs> months old. All he wants to do is hit off his tee. And in the house. Yeah, in the house, outside, wherever, for hours. He did it for two hours straight. And he wants baseball on TV while he does it. So Lauren's been putting on games, you know, the Mets on in the afternoon or the replay at night. Well, now she wants it at like 9 o'clock in the morning. So That's awesome. Like, I'd rather put that on than like, well, yeah, you know, than uh, Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. Max and Ruby whatever, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so we ran out of 
games that we had on the DVR and all the stuff. So I went down with my 86 box DVDs and he watched game six of the 86 That's World awesome. Series the other day. So <laughs> it was just so He's funny. He's going to be reciting it soon. I know. It's crazy. Lauren actually said to me, why is it sounds like Joe Buck's calling this game? What it was the game six of the 86 NLCS in Houston. It sounds like Joe Buck's calling this game in an accent. I was like, this is pre Joe Buck. She's like, but it sounds like a guy that I heard announcing a Mets game on a Mets classic in, on SNY, and it was Tim McCarver, oh, wow. who was a Mets announcer. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. dude, you you need to like, you're gonna be part of the clan soon. Like, you gotta like, you need to. But people get- say too, like. You know, I would say it too. Like, oh, if your kid doesn't speak that well, they're not going to really understand what you're saying. You, you know, oh, f this, f, you know. But we listen to like, I'll hear a song play that I yeah. don't think I've ever even heard before, and Amelia's singing the words. Yeah, we're it's in the crazy, car yesterday, and I said to Kel, I was like, have we ever heard this before? And she's in the back, like, ah, da, 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 like right. saying, I'm like, how is this Isn't possible? It weird how that stuff happens. It feels like it's innate, and then know. it's bullshit when we're like. Don't run away from us. Like, she knows what she's she, <laughs> right, she knows yeah, what we're course. saying. And don't it's touch like, that. He goes, I go, this we're in the what, airport. This happens all the time, man. It's like, RJ, don't touch that. And he goes, so, you know, he's touching it. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, these kids are smart, oh, man. He looks man. you right in the yeah, eye. Right and you're there. like, he's like not, not even two yet. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> man. Oh, we do have another call before we move on. Someone wants to talk about the tickets tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to butcher this. So there you go. What? We have another call. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, this is our boy. We talked about it all the time, but I always butcher his name. Uh, Natia, is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got it right. You got it right. What's got up, bro? Natia from, from Alaska. All the way from Alaska. What's up, man? What's up, guys? No, I just uh, wanted to chime in and uh, say I'm hopefully looking forward to snagging tickets. Uh, well, eight tickets to the Arizona outing. Awesome. You need, you need eight? For me, is that right? Eight? <laughs> yeah, 80, well, lucky for me, the the kids are out of school, and unfortunately, I had to take the day off because my daughter's daycare was closed. So, of course, I have to stay home. All right, but uh, it, it worked to my benefit. I get to actually wake up and try to snag the tickets. Yeah, I think they're so. going to go. I think they're going to go pretty quickly. Um, you know, we have twelve hundred. I don't really. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to put an estimation on it, but I think the, under an hour. I mean, the Atlanta ones, which I didn't think that people were going to be as excited to go back to Atlanta. We've already been there, and it's not even really summer yet. Mm-hmm. Early, you know, end of April, and those sold out in about an hour. So, all the best. I mean, people have been emailing. Actually, they don't always do this, yeah. but this week. I've gotten like five or six emails from people being like, can you do pre-sales for me? And I'm like, listen, if we did pre-sales for you, I'd have to do it for everyone. So it's luck of the draw, good luck, set a reminder awesome. on for noon on Friday. So Well, and Tia's been, been repping us and, and helping us out since we, we started this thing, right, man? You've been watching since every like episode, episode right? one. Yeah, every episode I, I, try to catch, I try to catch them at work. The internet is kind of spotty there, so... That's awesome, I do the best man. I can to watch every show. Well, we always appreciate it, dude. Thanks for watching. Thanks for the call. And it's, it's good to hear your voice. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Yep. Oh, I cut him off. Right. Uh, I'm looking in the comments here. Right, Last Seth, week we had – I know. I'm sorry about that. We had a little bit of a, a snafu on the, um, on the tech here. And I was telling a story about how I my streak of opening day – uh, was broken by Lizzie and people I was in the comments. That you didn't see that comment. <laughs> want us to tell the story, so maybe we'll save it later. We'll see. If okay. We can tell All it right. Before I like that. Just remind me later. No. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do want to be on the line, six three one three eight eight five one nine five. If you're listening at home or watching at home, uh, we appreciate that. Maybe click the share button. Let your friends know you're watching Orange and Blue thing. And if you're listening afterwards, subscribe, rate, do all that good stuff. Uh, what else do we got going on? Oh, the the, the topic of, of the, the outfield of the top. 
topic of the day, man. Right, should we turn our hats around for this? I think so. Is it disrespectful, Boomer? That uh, All right, it's Cespedes talk time. Whew. Turn the hats around. I need my chain. Uh, yeah, I, we're, so dis- we're, we're disrespecting the game right now. Yeah. But anyway, our boy, your boy, my boy, Cespedes is in the news, yeah, but he didn't man. even do anything, but he's yeah. in the news. What, so mean? why don't you touch on it for the folks at home that may not have right. read this piece yet from the, uh, the great Joel Sherman, who you said usually does good work, but yeah. this let's, one you said is not his best. Let's start there. Let's start there because not that I think Joel Sherman's going to watch this or anything like that. Or he it, might be. It's keeping, I'm, I don't think, I'm sure my opinion is not going to keep him up. Tomorrow when I chop this up, I'll add him. All right. <laughs> Joel, I like you a lot, and I, and I think you actually – for the post for the post baseball coverage, I think they do a really good job, and I think that Joel's right there and is a really good reporter, well sourced, well thought out. This I just didn't get, and and here's why: when I saw this go up yesterday, I was at the office, I hadn't left yet, and I was just like, uh, "All right, whatever." You know, look, Yoannis Cespedes. Basically, what it says is. He's obviously a different kind of character. You know, he doesn't hustle on every ball down the line. He's tweaking drills to kind of accommodate what, you know, what he wants to do, how he wants to go about things. Um, is, he, is this a distraction to a Mets camp that doesn't have many distractions? What I thought was interesting, we had a group chat about this in the morning of, of the blog staff when we decided I was going to write it. And Tim Riley said, what I like is that this is obviously a narrative kind of pulled out of nothing and they're not making noise. They're not, the Mets aren't making problems for themselves, so the media is kind of looking for stuff. I thought that was really astute because I think that's true. Yuena Cespedes is obviously a different kind of cat. Like, that's just who he is. Um, he came over here on a friggin' raft, you know, uh, to, to the Dominican Republic for 23 hours. His family left behind. They came over later. They, you know, they got stranded on, on a desert island, you know, in the, in the Caribbean We're talking about very different life experiences here, okay? Growing up in in communist Cuba, um, he's a different guy with a different perspective. You know, in the article it says, Jay Bruce said, I've learned that not everybody does the same thing, you know, the things the same way. And that's true because how could a guy with such a, uh, an interesting background have the exact same worldview as somebody who grew up in, you know, Beaumont, Texas? Exactly. For example. Um, I just think it's very unfair to cast him as lazy or a disruption or uh, somebody who doesn't care, you know, selfish. When uh, And some of the names that popped in this article, Mel Hall, who is just not a good dude. I mean, you know, Mel Hall was the, the example that he used where, you know, if you're going to have an, and excuse my language, if you're going to have an asshole on the team, the asshole has to be Barry Bonds. That's what Buck Showalter told him back 18 years ago or whatever. And to me, it was like, Wait a second. What makes Yoenna Cespedes in the same conversation as Mel Hall, a guy who bullied Bernie Williams mercilessly, who uh, you know has been accused and, and and taken to court for for sexual assault and 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 uh, and relationships with minors? What is uh, why is he in the same conversation as a guy like this? What, I, it's, well, can you believe this whole thing stems from they were doing drills? Yeah, Cespedes had his hat backwards and wasn't taking the drills as serious as well, we don't, Sherman would we have don't liked. Necessarily it. know that he was wasn't taking them seriously. Is what it was, was written. He was it, tweaking them, laying on his back, and then finding the ball, and it made it harder. And then guess what? Some of the outfielders did the same thing. Right. Was he leading by example? And Sh- Sherman writes that maybe he was, but I just thought like. 
It's listen. It's too. Uh, it evoked I, a very something strange like this thing. Seems to always come up. Not not this in you know this in particular, but stuff like this seems to come up throughout spring training where these guys are down there for so long. Right. The writers, the players, mm-hmm. and what's the difference between a, uh, a columnist or a beat writer? Columnist writes opinions. Okay, basically. and a beat writer doesn't he also write repin- uh, opi- him uh, or her? Beat, beat reporters are more just the facts. Right, well, anyway, I wrote something about beat reporters, and I was like, he's more than a beat reporter. He's a columnist. He's a like columnist, whatever. Right. Anyway, so I think that there becomes a boredom down there where a little thing might turn into a big thing, and and the columnists or the beat writers don't necessarily always write the headlines. Mm-hmm. There was something last year with or two years ago with David off writing something about Duda, going up to Duda and saying, do you know that you're the most hated guy on the team or something yeah. like that? became a big story. Um, and I think that they just kind of run out of content. content and things like this become a, a thing when it really shouldn't be a thing. What I don't like is... Uh and do you think it's all? You were also saying that it, it, not that it's he picks on him because it's a racial. I thing. don't think he, I don't think Joel may, might not know he's doing it, but I think it's interesting that the guys who are mentioned in this article, you know, Barry Bonds, Manny Ramirez, Yoannis Cespedes, they just happen to be minorities. And you know, we very rarely hear about the white athlete that's loafing and and isn't hustling down the line or wore his hat backwards. Darren sent me a picture of Robert Gesellman wearing his hat backwards. Uh, what was that? Uh, you know, signing autographs or whatever. Yeah, was, is that a was story? He disrespecting the game. Well, Why? that was the whole thing today on the morning show. Uh, Boomer and Geo, they were talking. I didn't actually watch the show. Yeah, but there was a. Let me try to pull it up here. There was a poll that I guess Al Dukes put up about. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it's disrespectful? Actually, I think I have it here somewhere. Here we go. Uh, the poll was, which is ridiculous. That this, I actually replied to. It, I was like, "Is this actually what you guys are talking about right, right. now?" The poll that Al or whoever from the show put up. Does it bother you that Joanna Cespedes wears his hat backwards? Like this is actually a topic. I mean, was this this is a conversation? This is a conversation twenty five years ago about <laughs> King Griffey Jr. for crying out loud. Didn't Griffey actually give his acceptance speech at the Hall of Fame wearing his hat backwards? Yeah, yeah. He turned his hat backwards and everybody popped for like, it. Hell like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Come this on, this is you back yeah. hat backwards hat. Look. So anyway, this I woke up before I went shoveling or whatever. I actually woke up at like six o'clock, but before I actually went outside to shovel, I saw this poll go up on the official account from the show and I said I cannot believe that I'm missing this riveting conversation on WFAN uh, does it bother you that Cespedes wears his hat backwards yes or no almost 5,000 people vote 85% no the 15% were probably joking you know because what it, you know what it really didn't like bother 100 me? to 0 you know what it really didn't bother me when there was a World Series logo right here uh, absolutely I mean come on the guy I mean, I said this too. We talked Unbelievable. To the, the name that Barry Bonds got thrown in there about him being an asshole or whatever. You know what? Yoannis uh, Espinosa is as close to Barry Bonds as this franchise has ever seen, basically. You know, this is a guy with a skill set that is just out of this world, five tool player. Uh, if you look at the quotes from his teammates, I put one from Jerry Blevins in there that uh, he told oh, yeah. Ken Davidoff. Uh, how fiercely loyal and how friendly he is. Yeah, the quote from Blevins, not to cut you off, he's a very friendly human being, uh, his teammate for two years, easily approachable, loyal as it comes, and that's rare for a guy that, with his talent, to have a personality and as friendly as that. So, right, a guy right, who, right from the right from an, a teammate. Yeah, and and you know, I wrote about uh, Susan uh, Slush, uh, Slusser. Of the San Francisco Chronicle wrote a story about how when when the A's traded Cespedes to Boston, he was despondent. He was in tears. He didn't know what to do because he said, I came here, you know, from Cuba. I defected. I signed with Oakland. They gave me my first opportunity. And I 
thought I would play my whole career with the A's. In fact, Did last summer last year that he would go back. Yes, that he wants to end his career there. And, and then that someone, made a big thing, some one of the writers or someone tried to blow, blow it up it out like of proportion. And I think you and I both said like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Like that's we're not. It's so not saying he doesn't want to be a Met right now. Yeah. But if he has one, like Ichiro just went back to uh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Uh, if there was one year left and he wants to continue his career, is it wrong for Cespedes to want to finish his career where he started? I don't think so. I just think it's. I, just I think, think that's what we so said last silly. year. It would be the end of the. It would be the end of the rope for him anyway. Yeah. Why? So who cares? What's the big deal? But you know how the internet Look, works. I, this is to sum it up very succinctly. I will say this. This is a game of individuals. This is actually a life of individuals. We're all individuals with our with what would work for you might not work for me and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like we all have to walk our own journey here. It's the same thing on a baseball field. You have to to be able to perform at an elite level, you have to be comfortable, you have to be confident, you have to be yourself. And Yoenis Cespedes should be nothing but Yoenis Cespedes. And if that is all his quirks and idiosyncrasies, that's fine. Because the Mets have gone to the World Series riding that performance and all those quirks. So my thing is just simply, baseball is such a multifaceted game. Just let the guy be himself. Let them do it. You know, let him do what he wants to do. Because the Mets are going to thrive if Yoenis Cespedes thrives. Everything else is just noise. Absolutely. If this guy's in the lineup, the Mets are going to win. So who cares what the hell happens during spring training? Besides these guys, I got to you know get website clicks. I don't know. Do you think there's a quota for these guys? No, but I think that the more clicks you get, the more ad revenue you can generate, and I think that helps, especially when you have a pay model now in the athletic that is. I mean, they're. I think they're doing good business. We so. don't have a quota for our website. No, well, you know, <laughs> we also don't have ads. I was going to so say, maybe we got to take some ads, go. and we got to make sure, like, hey, you know, you got to start That's getting it. your clicks That's up it. over here. Uh, we do have another hypothetical. Actually, I I just let the cat out of the bag, but we do have a hypothetical voicemail that came in, and we have, uh, a, I actually, we have a hypothetical voicemail. Or we have a voicemail about a. Hypothetical. We have a voicemail that is a hypothetical <laughs> we could have a voicemail if we had a voicemail, and I actually read it to you pr- prior, and you said you know the answer. I think I know mine as well. Okay, let's get into it. Hey guys, I'm David from Manhattan. Um, total hypothetical here. The Mets already clinched the World Series. I told you it was hypothetical. And uh, the Yankees and, uh, no, no, another team are in game seven of the CS. Do you want the Yankees to win so that if the Mets were to beat the Yankees in the World Series, it would feel that much better? Or do you want them not to win just in case they might lose to the Yankees? I mean, you know, because of how bad it would feel. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Bye. I think this is a great hypothetical, and I think we might both have the same answer. What do you, you want to go first? I say I want the Yankees to win, make the World Series, because I want redemption for 2000. I would want the Yankees to lose. What, really? Yes. Uh, here's, wow. Here's why. And we basically. I, I think we just got to end like 27, 27, whatever. Yeah, yes, yeah. the Yankees have a lot of championships. Yeah. A lot of them were before the Mets even right. were in the league. So it's an unfair argument there. But a lot of people don't know about history. They bought a freaking uh, Judge jersey with the name on the back from Odell's last week. Right. And they're automatically a super fan well, for the Yankees. Ta- let's talk about but anyway. History. Let's talk about <laughs> history because this is interesting. In 2000, this was basically the scenario. The Mets clinched in five uh the yankees were still in an alcs with seattle i believe that went to six games and uh david justice had a game winning home run in i believe that was game six i was rooting for the mariners because i said look i don't want the yankees anywhere near that world series at that point they had won two in a row and three out of four and i said look if they lose to the seattle mariners in the world series 
I don't even have to see it. I don't have to feel it. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to know anything about it. I don't have to see my friends wearing Seattle Mariners World Champions gear. All I know is it's either Mets or bust, just like it was in 2015. And they busted, which is whatever. But at least you didn't have to see. I mean, you didn't have to see your friends walking around at school with the, with the World Champions. In 2000, man, I had a kid who sat in front of me in U.S. history and dude, this kid wore the 2000 World Champions hat like every day and wore it backwards. And I sat there in the so back disrespectful of that class to and I was just like, you mother. Like, it was <laughs> killing me. It was killing me. So, no, man. And also, by the way. But what if the Mets won? Then, Well, that would be amazing. I know. So if I you think... can guarantee me a Mets win, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to beat the Yankees. Well, yeah. So, I think that's that's my reasoning here. But you know what? The, the World Series I would win love is going to feel good world... enough anyway. I would like the Mets' third World Series win, if it was even an option, to be a Subway Series victory against the Yankees. If they could be that the would be Ducks great. and win the World Series, I really wouldn't care at this point, to be quite honest with you. Well, the... <sighs> Uh, okay, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying that you get what I'm saying. I don't want to think about merch related, right? But the merch because we didn't have a license in yes. 2000. The merch on a Subway Series World Series, the Mets beating the Yankees in the World Series would be through the freaking roof. Cool. Uh, this we actually have to take we because we have our first. We have we've had some international um, voicemails, but never live. And I hope is hope he has an accent. Uh, Dale, what's up, man? What's up, Dale? Hey Brian, Darren, how you going? What's up, man? Welcome. Where are you calling from? Because I don't think we do, I don't think we said it. Where are you calling from, Dale? Surfers Paradise, Australia. Awesome, very, nice. <laughs> very cool. What time is it there? I I, don't, I could look, but what time is it there? About quarter to ten Friday morning. Okay. Oh, awesome! Right, You're calling from the future. So I listen. <laughs> I listen to your show every week. Sometimes I don't get it live because that horrible thing gets in the way called work. But I'm working at home this morning, so I'm ringing in live. Awesome. So what's going Imagine on? With, with, and I want to just discuss your post you put on a couple of weeks ago about Mets injuries. We can sort of feel the pain from the other side of the world with, with all the Mets injuries. But and that was a very well-written post. I think everybody needs to just chill a bit. I think they've just been super careful with the guys. But Thank you. if every cloud has a silver lining, do you guys think that with all the injuries we've had for the last two years, I think that's meant guys have got an opportunity and have played more games than they otherwise might have played. You know, your Lugo, Gasolmans, Nemo, Ligaris, Kicini, McGowan. They've all played games that, had everybody been fit, they may not have played. And with the long season that we've got, I'm just wondering whether that depth is really going to be one of our big advantages this year, that guys are coming up now back into the team, into the majors, that have got experience, that have been there before. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's that's a great point, and and some and thank you for the compliment. Um, I think that that's a great point, you know. And something I really hadn't considered is that sort of these younger guys have had trial by fire, right? I mean, you look at yeah. some of the guys that have come up. You mentioned some of them by name, and yeah, they you've sort of seen they've used August and September of last year to really see what they have. Gavin Chikini's a really interesting case. Who who is a former first round pick is having a great spring. Um, and, and then, you know, obviously the bullpen, how they're going to get that sorted out. Kevin Plowecki, who's back yep. from the minors. Um, so, yeah, I think that is, you know, and I'm, and I'm glad you brought it up because we'll talk about this after because we want We need to talk to you a little bit more since you're calling all the way from down under. Uh, I want to get to Kevin Plowecki, too, because I think that he's made some incredible strides. Uh, yeah, in I his do. Swing. I agree. Yeah, but I mean, I, you got you got to tell me, man, what's it like being a Mets fan all the way in Australia? What, what, to, how did you get into yeah, being I was a Mets fan? Say you got to tell us. And uh, for, but before we you answer that, who's who, really cool? Who's paying? I walk who's, every morning. 
Who's paying for this call? Is it I'll us? Every- <laughs> <laughs> Before you go. <laughs> no, I walk every morning in my gear, and I've always got my seven line on gear. And three times a week, I'll get "Let's Go Mets" or "You Got to Believe." Or there's a lot of Mets fans here, That's an awesome. awful lot of Mets fans. That's awesome. So, how did you get into being a base, uh, Mets fan in Australia? I was a Mets fan from a kid. I had an American teacher when I was really, really young who was a Cardinals fan, and he said, "You got to pick a baseball team." And back then, they were in our they were in our division, so I picked the Mets. He said, "That's pretty cool." The first World Series we ever got live in Australia was the 86 series. That's awesome. Um, so I was missing school, cutting class, because they're all at like anywhere between nine and midday in the morning. So for like a week and a half, I, went, I think I went to school one day. Um, <laughs> and everybody knew what was going on. I was watching the Mets. Um, I followed them ever since. I came out last year for the four-game span against the Diamondbacks, and I'm with you boys on opening day. Oh, no way. Very, very No way, Dale. That's awesome. awesome. Definitely come and see us on opening day in the the tailgate parking lot. I'll be there for the tailgate. I'll be there tailgating, and a friend of mine in New York bought me tickets with you guys on opening day. Awesome. Awesome, Let's definitely crack a cold one on the 29th, buddy. Definitely. Dale, thanks for the call. Travel safe when you get here, and we'll see you on opening day. Dude, that's awesome. Hell that's yeah. so cool. He didn't answer, so he didn't answer it, though, but like, yeah. what did the number look like? Was it like plus a yeah. bunch of... Yeah. I, ho- I don't know who's paying for that. That's it. Not, if not us. Dude, if it, it was worth it. I think if someone if calls you, you still have to pay, right? That's no. why they had collect calls oh, back no. in the day. Come on. It's, all right, well... Collect call, call, you like, have to accept the charges. Let's right. just touch on really one thing really quickly. <laughs> I'm sending Dale a bill if we had to pay for that. <laughs> Kevin Ploiecki looks awesome. I just tweeted right before I got here and said, he's this guy's going to go ahead and win a starting catcher's job. The swing looks so much better, and and I heard Noah Syndergaard talk about his start, which was incredible today. Today, by the way. Seven, seven straight, straight strikeouts. strikeouts, and he's like, I'm not really in. Uh, I mean, I'm not in midseason form yet. Well, uh, from your lips to God's <laughs> yeah. ears, okay. Uh, you know what? But that's like his personal catcher, and he said you know, the relationship we I have with Ploiecki. I th- but he actually said like the relationship you, I have with him besides baseball is just. I think he said something like that with sometimes. Tacoma. Sometimes that makes the best baseball relationship yeah. when you have a rapport off the field. You so. know, and I, I know those guys are both in Vegas at the same time, and and. I had sent one of them a package. I don't know if it was Syndergaard or or Plaw, but they were in a car together and they, they were taking a road trip together, like driving. And I think those guys are just very close. It's awesome, and very. Cool. Not only does he, you know, not you know, they're great friends, but obviously he likes tossing to him as well. It's all, if Noah's pitching, you know that he's probably behind the plate. Okay. Well, let's go to uh, one of our regulars here, who's going to play "What's in the Box." Well, we're not going to uh, play "What's in the Box" yet. It's, we got it. We're getting low on uh, we'll, time. We'll, we'll, hang, we'll hang out there for a second. We, we sure? skipped over a full thing. Well, that's okay. What do you want to talk about? Uh, we want to talk about uh, Harvey looking good, Wheeler or Matts for the rotation. All right. right? Well, let, so why don't you take that? Because I, you know how I feel about spring training results. What do you? Well, think? no, it's, that's the way I feel too. I mean, we did touch on this in the beginning when our first caller of the day said that uh, you know how much longer we're we going to wait for Matts. But I think that the the competition is obviously on. If opening day was next week, I think Wheeler would probably get it. They've only had two starts each, right? It's two or three? Have Wheeler? Yeah, Wheeler I think three. Think Two. I think Wheeler's had three and Matt's has had two. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like you said, take these results with a grain of salt. I mean, they're they're they are always working on something. They're yeah. not, they're not always going out there throwing a hundred mile an hour gas, striking seven guys out in a row. Obviously, yeah. Syndergaard's ready. Um, Harvey's looking good. I, if, if the if the season started tomorrow, obviously, I think Wheeler would make it. But the competition's going to be on for three more weeks, and I guess we'll see what happens. I yeah. I I honestly at this point would be happy with either. Um. I'm not freaking out about Steven Matz. I'm just not. 
Uh, I talked to a buddy of mine earlier in the week, and I said, what, are you freaking out about Matt's? And a guy I really respect that brought him up last week on the show. And, uh, and he said, you know, anytime one of these guys with injury problems or performance problems doesn't pitch well, I'm freaking out a little bit. And I think that's a good reading of the temperature of Mets fans right now. But at the same time, uh, let me see him not be able to get out of the second inning on April 8th, and then we'll talk. I think what concerns me the most about Matt's is his response to the outings when he's being interviewed uh it seems like he's kind of he doesn't seem confident and we've talked about that before in the in the past about harvey like a lot of things mind over matter pma whatever you want to call it when he's coming off the mound being interviewed afterwards obviously he's not going to be excited that he just had a, a bad go go of go of it but uh he doesn't seem to be as confident as I'd want him to be right now well, let me say one thing about that quickly he did make a me- mechanical change which we talked briefly about last week uh, with Dave Island Dave said he was dragging his arm behind his body and that led to not only some uh, performance issues but uh, injury issues as well anytime you make a change you really have to uh, struggle through the short-term failure to get to the long-term impact uh, that it's going to have on you positively as a player. And for Steven right now, I think it's like, well, I made this change. I know I've been successful. I pitched in a World Series. I started a World Series game the other way. Now I'm changing the way things are happening, and maybe I'm not having the immediate success. I think that the mental part of that, to get over that first hurdle and say, okay, I might not be succeeding with this yet, but in the long run, it's going to be better for me is a, is a really important step for him to kind of clear. And uh, we'll see if he does. But I, I'm, I'm rooting for him, obviously. Uh, but if not, maybe maybe the bullpen as a second lefty is the thing we do. You know, it wouldn't be a bad thing if we had a bunch of guys that were all pitching awesome right now. And yeah. the, uh, and the competition would be strong that way. You, you don't want one guy to just look horrible and he just he pitches himself out of the rotation. Right. Uh, anyway, we are going to play What's in the Box, everyone's favorite game show. There are people in the comments asking how you play What's in the Box. All you got to do is watch the show live and call us. We say the number numerous times, and it's usually scrolling on the bottom of the screen like it is right now. 631-388-5195 for next week. Maybe put it in your phone, save it, bookmark it, whatever. We do have a contestant, and uh, we are going to play What's in the Box. All right. What's in the box? Your favorite game show. My favorite game show. Definitely, Darren. It's not your favorite game show. I, I like the game show not so much as the dancing aspect, but we'll we'll roll with it. <laughs> it's Arian from Rockaway. Ari, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? What's happening? You're not getting in a car accident today, are you? <laughs> not today. Not today. All right. Well, I'm let's... in that same spot right now. All right. Well, <laughs> don't crash anything. Give me a one, two, or a three. Uh, first of all, by the way, before I give you a number, the first caller, Eli, is my brother. No we're way. We're it out to see who gets on, yeah, to well, see who gets on the air. Well, tell Eli he's crazy against? for wanting to release Steven Matz. Okay? Is that we against? literally duel each other he, every he single told week. Me, I want he you guys told me to that, he, that wasn't what he wanted to do, but whatever. He, is that against the rules? He's younger, do, do, do he's younger have, and dumber, you know. we got to start having rules to say, like, you know, you can't call within 30 days. Yeah, you can't be a family it, member. It. Have you won in the past 30 days? All right. One, two, or three. All right. Three, please. All right. Ooh, a little, uh, this is very apropos based on the weather. A little uh, knit cap here, new era style. Look at this. This is nice. And we don't even have to ask what your size is. That's yeah. a women's, but whatever. You can squeeze okay. your head into or, it. Or, you know, give it to a special lady in your life. You never know. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, stay on the line. Lizzie will take your address, mail this out to you tomorrow, all right? 
right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Always man. a pleasure listening to you guys. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. That. And don't go too far, Lizzie. you got to do the share contest. Yep. So, um... What we are going to do a little bit differently this week, not really differently, but we used to let you scroll through yeah. and pick the winner. Uh, you, you already got it? All right, so, oh, I'm sorry. So uh, last week, or the last two weeks, we've had a little bit of technical difficulties when you tried to scroll through, yeah. and our feed was dropped. Which is great, because then Lizzie can pick, and everybody will stop yelling. And no one thinks that we you know, rigged it, yeah. or you did it, or whatever. Yeah. I think that she'll be back in here for in just a second. Um, what else going on? What else is going on? <laughs> you want me to vamp a little bit? It doesn't have vamp on here. Uh, there's nothing on here that says improv. I don't know. Uh, let's talk about where we'll be in a couple of weeks, which would be the uh, What's New at City Field event coming up. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, mark your calendars. On the 22nd, there's an event at City Field to have each year called, uh, you know, What's New, whatever. We get invited because the Seven Line does the T-shirt gun uh, launch stuff. So if you voted on that, they actually said that they got like 14,000 more votes this year than last year awesome. on the A or B. The established since 2009 shirt won. Uh, I'm happy about that. Is that the one that you wanted? No. Oh, really? You wanted the Home Sweet Home? I liked Home Sweet Home. Because last week we really talked slick. about this. We didn't want to sway anyone's decision. Yeah, I thought it was really. I thought that was a really cool design. I really, really liked uh, it. Like the picture frame. Yeah. Uh, maybe ever, people didn't maybe want. That I, much I did ink. like the bigger the bigger scroll. I was like, it, I I just liked it was very. I felt like Home Sweet Home was very concise. I liked it. it was, I thought it, they were both it was good. Like a, it was like a runaway. That was like 60 yeah, 40. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, so I was that, surprised. I was that'll surprised. be the shirt. Yeah, I thought me you know closer to 50 50. But if you're going to a game this year try to catch one we're printing them up uh starting tomorrow actually there's a lot of shirts we have to do the have whole fun. season's worth of shirts before the 29th obviously the events on the 22nd so anyway brian and i g money and uh riley's riley, coming yeah. and riley we're Life gonna go to the, riley and <laughs> we're gonna go to uh city field on the 22nd see what the mets got going on and that is a thursday so that thursday night we will be reporting Back here to tell you guys about everything that's happening at the ballpark that's new for 2018. So Lizzie is going to scroll through and uh, pick the share winner. Uh, let me turn your camera. I don't think you've been on camera yet today with your 2015 throwback T-shirt. Isn't that great? That shirt came out for opening day. It says the time is now, and then the Mets, you know, go to the World Series. Was, I was going to say it was almost now. Pretty prophetic, right? Uh, is that the right word? Yes. Ah, look at that. I'm. Not I was so impressed. <laughs> Uh, oh, your your mic is off. All right, so scroll through, Lizzie. Pick someone to win. I think if we count, card. I think if we counted Lizzie's like lines on the show, I would think her most often sentence would be, "My mic's not on." <laughs> well, you know what it is. I think that the the, the all around room audio gets messed up if we have all four mics on at the same time. It's so okay. whatever, it's, right. anyway, no, it's, it's okay. I just thought it was funny. Scroll through, pick someone out okay. at random. You should just close your eyes. You shouldn't be able to look. But you go like, uh, no, because go. I I end up knowing so many people. All right, that's fine if you know them, but right. you have to, it has to be random, so close your eyes and wherever you stop. Hold on, it's, it's loading. <laughs> Ready. Oh, boy. Uh, Here, while we do thanks. this, while we do this, you pick the winner. I'm going to tell the quick story about that got cut off last week. Damn yeah. it! Even though we are going a little bit late, <laughs> screw it. So 2009, Mets are opening their brand-new ballpark. I didn't miss an opening day for a few years prior to that. I haven't missed one since. 2009, Lizzie is working at a restaurant near the Roosevelt Field Mall. I think it was... Um, Houston's. Houston's. The best she, restaurant in America. They're not All paying right. us, but... Uh, <laughs> anyway, so she's working at Houston, says, don't worry, I got the opening day tickets. You don't have to look any further. I got you, I got you, I got you. She tells myself and like three or four friends, don't worry, this guy that works in the kitchen, he's got tickets, I got you. Do I have to pay now or do I pay later? What She's like, I, don't worry, I got it, I got it. Two days before opening day, I think I was delivering pizzas at the time, she goes, uh, bad news. The guy doesn't have the tickets. And at that point, 
obviously the ballpark sold out first year of the ballpark. I couldn't afford. I probably could afford if I wanted to spend all my money on opening day, but I was trying to be a smart. Uh, 28 year old at the time pizza delivery man so pizza delivery <laughs> man in 2008 and uh not to say anything wrong with that. no, no dude, it's hard. great it's money a, I was gonna say, uh, decided not to go to uh opening day thanks to lizzie's friend from work <laughs> dropping the ball so that's the only year i've missed opening day there you go maybe i was All bartending right. at the time too whatever it was but yeah. i didn't get you to go bartending. you were hustling you were i was hustling. doing something making that cash that's, that's when i was drinking the irish reds making that cash all right so who's the winner chrissy curtis look at that Chrissy Curtis. And you know what? Someone said that Houston's closed. So if they were oh, that they great, did. if they were that great, they wouldn't have closed. They, <laughs> they didn't want to pay the astronomical rent anymore. Well, how about yeah, that? Yeah, Neither yeah. does uh, Mike Piazza. So uh, shout yeah, out to Mike Piazza. Yeah, we was, didn't t- touch on that. Dude, but that was great. Wasn't it weird? To, was it weird to see Mike be that fired up? It was a little bit. I don't know who but posted I loved, it, but scro- like, scroll. I loved it. I loved it. Go on Google. There was like. He's like going straight. What, what can you Italian. search? What can you search? Like Piazza. It's on rants. Deadspin. Yeah, just go go on Deadspin and and I, I've never heard Piazza curse before. Dude, it was fantastic. It was great. It was so good. And his wife's just sitting there like she was sitting there. She actually had no expressions, but she was kind of like when the when the interpreter was was relaying what Piazza Mike was saying. She was like like saying something. He's like enough. Uh, like, and, he, he and put his hand up at one point. I was like, and, oh shit. And you know like, what? You know what I love too. This about to get real. When and the interpreter went, we will not. Be extorted. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like uh, Mr. Pitt on Seinfeld, and then like and then he goes like he's screaming, and then the interpreter has to go, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. But then at the end, he said what he's gonna say, and then he's just like, I loved it, man. Good. And he's just out, dude. Anyway, Mike Piazza. So let's end on that note. We will see you guys back here next Thursday night, That's it. same time, same place, six p.m. Eastern. Uh, we are working on a guest. I can't announce it yet because there's some things that are still in limbo. But if we have a guest, cool. If we don't, whatever. You'll have us. Um, some green beers next week. Green beers. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm going to spring training next Friday. So it's like a little pregame there before go. we go away for the weekend without the baby. So it's there going to be a little is. weird to be drinking uh, Bloody Marys on the flight down on Friday morning. So anyway, catch us next week, Thursday. 6 p.m. Eastern, Facebook.com slash The 7 Line. If you're watching afterwards on replay, we appreciate that as well. Always goes up on Friday mornings or even late tonight on Thursdays. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, all that good stuff. Thanks to Keith Media, Black Keith Media Goon, Black Nick for taking care of that behind the scenes. Thanks to Lizzie for fielding all the calls tonight. Shout out to uh, all the Australian Mets fans out there. We'll see you guys next week right here on Facebook. Anything you want to say? Later. Later. Bye. Peace.